Uh, in Japan, it's International Mother Language Day, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> Your mother tongue. <laughs> I guess, yeah, safeguarding linguistic diversity. Cool. Okay. Oh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Outcast, a podcast for the study of modern visual culture. I'm your wealthy runaway daughter, Soup. And I'm your refugee from Earth, Raniel. This week, AT stands for Acoustic Trade, because we'll be talking about Carolyn Tuesday. But before we get into that, what have you been up to? I, man, I'm surviving the cold. <laughs> it's cold Oh, God, again. are you sick? Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not sick. It's just, oh, like, been... Uh, like the weather. Yeah, the weather has been like <laughs> uh, one week warm, one week cold, and it's just been switching off. <laughs> and so next week it'll be warm, but this week it's cold. <laughs> that sounds that sounds pretty unfortunate. It's pretty horrible, you know. Just just when you get used to it being nice, it's terrible again. <laughs> yeah, fair fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, it's no, it's weird you, when it's cold I, in Texas, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's been a cold winter. I don't know. What's been happening? But it's been cold all over the country, so I, anyway, what, I, what, I know what's I happening. About? It's, it's it's called climate change. <laughs> it's one of the most pressing concerns of our generation. What you mean? It's real? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, global warming can't be real. There's snow outside. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Do you even uh, have any like winter clothes left? Me, I do. Yeah, uh, thankfully I have clothes from when i was living in chicago and i okay, decided to keep that's it good. <laughs> that's good that's good yeah 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 <laughs> i didn't think i'd need it but i kept it <laughs> you know what yeah you you can never be too prepared like i'm <laughs> i'm prepared for the day that california becomes under the ocean instead of above uh, it uh so you've got like your scuba diving gear and whatnot like you're ready yeah, for a boat. yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> well, Anything um else? aside from that uh, i i downloaded ren p <laughs> oh nice, <laughs> so that nice i can start learning it that's that's funny oh i was actually gonna i was i was gonna ask you like uh, like did you want to do it together or like <laughs> um you know Cause... i don't i don't know it depends on how much time either of us has but it would be nice if one of us learned ren p well, because like my plan was, I was just gonna learn it. Oh, that's because, good. Like, <laughs> I would just bother you for all the art assets and then put it together. Yeah. Um, uh, well, we could both learn it, I suppose. Either way, um, I figured it'd be useful to learn because visual novels yeah, yeah, yeah. will be a thing, and they 
won't stop being thing for a while. <laughs> yeah, I've wanted to learn. I've wanted to learn at least one of the like visual novel programs for a while, like either Ren P or um, I think like Ink is one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, technically, I'm in that that weird state where like I have a lot of free time, but like I don't. Mm-hmm. Where. I have a lot of free time that I could be spending doing literally anything, but I'll just feel bad if it's not, like, applying for a job, you know? Right, right. Uh, so that kind of sucks. I hate that. I mean, would it be possible for you to just kind of balance your time then between applying for a job and doing other things that you might enjoy more? <laughs> well, the problem is I'm already balanced between, like... You know I you know I like live on that that sort of like knife's edge scheduling. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I I think adding more stuff to that is not necessarily an amazing idea. No, it's not, but I I do think you don't need to quite guilt yourself so badly considering, you know, you do a lot with your time. <laughs> I know, but like none of it is none of it is full-time employment, so um <laughs> I'm still a failure in my parents' eyes. No, 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 no. <laughs> this Otosad is okay with you hanging out for a while. <laughs> well, that's that's good. <laughs> yeah, uh, have you been up to anything? Uh, I have, yeah. I've been up to, uh, I mean, I, I was just talking about how I feel bad about, like, not doing stuff, but I literally just took a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I went to go see the Sonic movie. That's obviously like a kind of a noteworthy thing that people are talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, oh cool, yeah, great, the Sonic movie. Um, it honestly and and like, I made a I made a joke tweet about this on my on my Twitter account. So I'm like sort of legally and morally obligated not to say anything more about it. Um, on that on that front, but I can I can talk about my feelings about it okay. here. Um, it was not a bad movie. Oh. Uh, in fact, it was actually pretty, pretty okay. Like, it wasn't an amazing movie. It was right. not a great movie. But, right. like, overall, it was a good movie. Like, if I picked this movie up for, like, children, I would be, I would be satisfied with that. Like, this is the kind of movie that I wish video game movies were like when I was, like, growing up. When I was, right. like, 10 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was, like, a, an 11 or 10-year-old, I'd be, like, super, super into it. Because it's not that good of a movie, TBQH, but, like, it's it's kind of, like, it's cute and it's campy. And mm-hmm. it, it isn't really pretending to be anything other than, like, this is a Sonic movie. Like, it reminds me a lot of um, the live-action, like, Looney Tunes movies, all of those that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the one with, like, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Um, that movie, not amazing, but, like, I hold it very, like, dearly in my heart because, you know, I watched it a lot when I was growing up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I really, I just categorize it like that, or, like, Space Jam or whatever. You know, it's like, this isn't actually that good of a movie, necessarily, um, but it's a nostalgic one, and I think that, um, it definitely has a place for, for being like that, um, for, for a new generation of, of kids who didn't necessarily grow up with Sonic games. Uh, that being said, everything else about the movie is like it it's it's really kind of I'm conflicted about the whole experience because it's not a bad movie and <laughs> okay. uh Jim Carrey plays, you know, Dr. Robotnik Mr. Eggman 
and he does an amazing job, actually. Mm. Like, he's cast, like, perfectly. Right. Like, he's so weird and so unlikable in, like, exactly the perfect ways. <laughs> and it, so... It, it seemed like the perfect role for him. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it, it really is. Now, the only problem uh, is is that, like... You know, you uh, the whole debacle surrounding, like, well, okay, so they crunched the artists really hard so that they could redo the entire CG of the movie, all of it. Um, as a yeah. result, it looks pretty good. And then they fired all of the animators, like, right before Christmas, which is... Mm, yeah. That's... Come on, guys. Like, really? And, uh, it... Well, so so first of all, it started with you know the whole outrage about Sonic's design, and then it and then it followed that the director, I believe, tweeted out that they would fix the design, take you know an extension on the um, release date, and they would not crunch the artists, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, because everyone and they, was worried they did about all their those fucking things, and then fired them. Yeah, exactly. Though I think. The whole studio dissolving um, was something that was being led up to anyway, um, according to, you know, rumor or whatever, like who actually knows, but uh, that, you know, it's been had been apparently mismanaged for a while. And so this was like the big kicker kind of thing. But who knows? Either way, it's it's really crappy. And animators from... <laughs> Either movie industry, game industry, whatever, they always get the shaft. <laughs> yeah, CG animators right now especially get the shaft because, yeah. like, and and this is actually a large part of why there's so much more CG nowadays. You know, even beyond the fact that you know it is a lot better now than it than it used to be. Yeah. Um, but the reason that you see a lot more CG than practical effects because you know practical effects can like are still good; they still hold up. Like you watch Jurassic Park or you know. Um, John Carpenter's The Thing, um, which we watched quite recently. Yeah. Um, or, you know, like uh, recently with like The Mandalorian and, and the baby Yoda puppet. That was a yeah. thing about that. Um, very expensive puppet. Looks very good, though. Like, the thing about it is that um, when it comes down to it, like, economically, uh, and this sucks, CG animators don't have any protections whatsoever, whereas nope. people who work on set... All like they all have unions basically. Yeah. Like everything is unionized except yep. for animators, mm-hmm. and as 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 a result of that, they just get crunched, shafted, and then thrown out. It's just like the games industry. Yeah. That Ooh. being said, <laughs> that being said, we did see uh, Kickstarter workers unionize. Um, they actually went went through and did that. I don't remember if I cut huh. that part out of the podcast. I feel like I I might have kept it in. Um, of that episode, but yeah, that's like a thing that actually that actually like went through, and you know they kind of decided on. No oh, good. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, where where's the animators union? I mean, voice actors are. Do they have a union, or they were? I know there was talk about them unionizing. Um, um, a while back. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's like writers and voice actors have have this kind of thing as well, and I'm not. 100% sure where, where that ever went to. I know Kickstarter is the first tech company to ever have a union, mm-hmm. which is important. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know what the status on like any of the other stuff is. 
Yeah, I um, I definitely think creative positions really, really, really need a union because oh, are, for sure, we are already undervalued by the rest of society, let alone the people who employ us. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Ugh. Well, I'm glad that the movie was decent. Um, yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it seemed it seemed like. It seems like just a kid's movie, you know, and if, if you're the target audience, then you'll probably really love it. And if you're not, then you might enjoy it. Might not. <laughs> Depends. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing about it is like, you know, ult- ultimately, like the movie itself is all right, but mm-hmm. everything surrounding it is so unfortunate that it really put it really put me off watching it. Like, oh, I, I yeah. was just like, ah, it's hard to enjoy this. Sure. Yeah, that that <laughs> really sucks because you can't really stop thinking about it, especially like because the Sonic model is all over the freaking screen. I mean, he's the star, uh, yeah. so uh, you know, I yep, don't know. Yep, yep, yep. Um, the credits are super cute though. They it's like all animated in the like original Sonic like pixel style. Oh, that's cute. I heard that they used one of the songs from Sonic Mania too, and that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, overall, like, really, like, an an okay movie. <laughs> you mm. know, like, mm-hmm. I I would say it's a solidly good movie. Okay, that's good. You know, and, it and didn't I've, seem I've... like my kind of movie, which was why I didn't want to go watch it. I was like, this is not. I'm not the target audience. <laughs> I, I shouldn't watch this. Right, you're not like you're not like a twelve year old. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, I I've recently canceled my my Adobe uh, subscription, so now I have lost access to all of Adobe's tools. But oh, it means snap. that I'm not bleeding thirty dollars every month. Yeah, I I might have missed the renewal date on mine, so it might have just renewed. <laughs> yeah. Um. Luckily, luckily, uh, there are there are alternatives out there now. They are a little bit finicky. Um, I'd spent an entire 30 minutes before the podcast recording, um, or rather I should say after we should have started recording, trying to figure out how to record audio and it just, whatever it, it was really obnoxious, but that's just, I hate audio equipment so much. Audio equipment and audio programs are always the, the worst to work with. Yeah. They make no sense to me whatsoever. Um, but yeah, we have, I've weaned myself off of that. Um, and I'm I'm just using alternatives to those things, which I, I I luckily do have. So yeah, that's nice. Um, and and to be honest, like I do enjoy the freedom of not being like shackled to a subscription service for once. Yeah. Like you know, um, uh, what like what what have, what have I been using? Like Clip Studio Paint. It's like a one as a one time purchase. Right. For a yeah. Uh, Reaper, which is the audio program that I bought as a one-time purchase for a license. As soon as I get that fucking thing to work, it'll be, it'll be a lot better for me. Um, for whatever reason, I, I cannot get it to agree with Discord, uh, on who gets to use the microphone, basically. It's like, oh, it's my turn to use the microphone. (laughs) But yeah, it's like, I can either record my voice in, in Reaper, or I can, I can be heard in Discord and I just don't know how to do both yet. Wow, that's um, so weird. <laughs> technically, I like technically speaking, I should have spent more time doing it over over the week. Uh, but 
I got home like two days ago, right? Like I have <laughs> so much on my plate right now. Like I'm I'm fucking dying. But anyway, um, that's that's what I've been up to. Nothing like too exciting, really. Um, okay. Just, just yeah, I'm just trying, just just living my life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. It. I don't like being an adult. It'll be okay, buddy. <laughs> We're here for you. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it will. Um. But yeah, you wanna you wanna get into to Carol on Tuesday? Heck yeah, we've been waiting Netflix. <laughs> Okay, yes. So, Carolyn Tuesday was in Netflix jail, and our policy up until now has has been just to, well, I guess we just can't cover it, because we can't watch it legally, because Netflix is a fuck. <laughs> we'll see, is all I'll say about that. Um, yeah, but we, we did it. We finally watched Carolyn Tuesday. Uh, you watched both seasons, right? Yes. Okay, just just 24 sure. episodes? Yeah, 24 episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so Carolyn Tuesday is an anime that came out like a year ago <laughs> at this point. Um, it's, it is an anime directed by Shinichiro Watanabe. Um, and it is about two musicians who, uh, are trying to break into the music industry on Mars where all music is written by AI, basically. Mm-hmm. So very, uh, an interesting premise. Yeah. Suffice to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it sounds like something that would happen, too, considering we live in the age of Vocaloid and all that. It's Yes, it's it's <laughs> true. Like, the, the parallels to the music industry as as is, like, I, I, will, I will say this. Nothing in the show is particularly subtle. Everything no. kind of just beats you <laughs> over the head with, yeah. with the big blunt stick. Yeah. Um... But you know what? I I do kind of appreciate it. Like I'm not. I'm I not think it's lie. fine. Yeah. It's like it's it's kind of nice just how like utterly straightforward it is. You know. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, and and obviously like we'll we'll get into it. But like, there's a lot of stuff about it. Like we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about themes. We'll talk about yeah. themes. Yeah. Um. But to begin with, let's uh let's talk let's talk about the animation, which I think is arguably the least important part of this anime for some reason. Yeah, you can tell right away if you've watched a lot of anime that it is a really well-designed show. However, they very clearly put the budget where it's most important, which is in the music. (laughs) Yeah, so so it's animated by Studio Bones, um, Mm -hmm. but it is – it's basically like – it's B-tier Bones, you know? It looks all right. The character designs are are like – really the best part about the visual yes. aspect of the show. Yes. Um, the rest of it is is kind of... A lot of it's pretty straightforward, not that super interesting to look at. Yeah. Um, it's set on Mars, but there's nothing particularly unique about it other than, like, um, you know, it, oh, it looks like the future cities or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will say, like, the animation is definitely not the strong suit of this this anime no it um, um it's serviceable the, yes it's serviceable and i do like that they had uh went with studio bones for this because studio bones at the very least is experimental with their style so you can see it a lot in their intros and outros is it, they're very they're drawn in wildly different styles and it's it suits the anime it suits the story mm-hmm. to me because it's you know it's about 
music and different types of music. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it's it's all right. Yeah, like I don't think the animation had to be super interesting for this. To be honest, no, it did not. Mm-hmm. There are some parts that look like less than stellar, even even kind of with the somewhat average across across the board stuff. Like, right. Uh, there is definitely a like there are moments where they they just use like CG models. Which yeah, is, eh. but, you know what? What what can you do? I suppose it it do be like that. We it is like that. Yeah, the realities of of making um yeah, of making an anime. But I, I, and I I will say this in in the defense of Carolyn Tuesday, it does look very like all right, right? Yeah, like it was it was enjoyable to watch. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about. Uh, Let's talk about characters, because I, I don't know. There, there's not that much more to talk about in the animation. Like, yeah, it's kind of that's... like, <laughs> like it, it just looks like an anime. You know? Like, <laughs> it, I, like the, despite the fact that the art style looks really unique. Um, yes. And I, and I will give 100% credit to, to Shinichiro Watanabe for, um, and I like, he's come out in interviews and, and talked about this, but, you know, he is one of the the people who's really pushing for uh more on-screen diversity. Yeah. Um, for sure. Which is, you know, really appreciated. Like you have Yep, yep, yep. Uh, you have people of of varying, you know, um skin and hair types. Mm-hmm. You have people who are like I I'm not 100% sure about the like the gender and sexuality stuff. It's Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a little bit I I don't I don't know. Um Yeah, it it He doesn't knock I, it out of the park. No, there, no, I'll no. <laughs> it's but it is very tolerant is is what Yeah, yeah. There but there are like you can tell that it is still an outsider looking in like he, this is not a man who grew up in the middle of America with all these right. you know, yes. values and whatnot, these conflicting like ideologies surrounding him. Like he's very, you can tell that this was written by a dude who grew up away from this stuff, but he's also, he seemingly is very accepting of it considering how hard he pushes for it in his works. So yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> this might be uh, yeah. as close as we get for now in terms of like, you know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's it's definitely like at the very least, we, we get to see more diversity on screen in an yeah. anime. And that's yeah. that's really nice, actually. Um, yeah, like it definitely still falls into certain pitfalls of like, ah, you, this is a stereotype, sir. But right, you, yeah, eh, you're 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 missing the nuance. But then again, this whole series doesn't really have a whole lot of nuance. No, none of it, none of it has that much nuance. Um, <laughs> but you know, to to be fair, I do think that it draws from a lot of, uh present day currents yes uh, it, it does for sure that is the way that i would put that yeah yeah uh but yeah the characters i actually liked a huge majority of them <laughs> i i think so yeah i think a lot of them leave very strong impressions yeah and i think that the characters that we do stick with do get a decent amount of of characterization to them um, like, I like that we got, uh, like, obviously I like that we, we have enough characterization for, like, you know, Carol and Tuesday, the two characters that the show is named after. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, we got some characterization from from Angela and from and for Gus and um and even for uh for like the the DJ guy Artigan. Yeah. I thought that, I thought that was kind of cute too. Miyano like, Mamoru. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. It's like who am I? <laughs> Artigan. Fire. <laughs> Fire. Yeah. Um I I think overall it does it does like service to its characters. Like none of them are like super played off for for laughs, even when they're being a little ridiculous. Like you you know that Artigan is like ridiculous, and you you yeah. know that he's kind of kind of a jerk a lot of the times. <laughs> but even then, like when he when he goes through some hardships and yeah. eventually kind of like refines what he's passionate about, you're just like, yeah, good for you. Yeah, I don't good think job. there's any character in terms of like even if they were stereotypes of you know whatever they it didn't seem like it was ever mean-spirited or you know like look at this person we're judging them kind of deal it's just like you know this person presents themselves a certain way but they're not all bad or whatever (laughs) and and i I will i will say this though um there are there are some parts of the characterization that i think were were underdeveloped for for at the very least like they should have been developed more right um like there was definitely that whole thing about um Angela and her mom and what the fuck was happening with that dude there was like <laughs> Like, like the whole like the way that her backstory wraps up I was like what it <laughs> seemed so incidental that like do you know what I mean it, like, sound, it, w- it seemed like like my man's was writing a, like some kind of sci-fi story and then decided to just squeeze that in here <laughs> as her backstory. <laughs> yeah, I have I like the thing is they did eventually explain but they kind of just explained it to us and we have yeah. really like very little idea about what any of that was a, like okay it's like so, it's like an astro boy level backstory and then, and then right, they, they just like, explain it and then that's it <laughs> i was i was really caught off guard because they drop like really important information just like kind of super casually yes and you're like what wait wait what and then they left it and then that was it it was like yeah, oh we're and, resolved and they, don't, they don't talk about it again <laughs> right it's like okay so they're they're basically twins or like siblings from like a patch of genetically modified super babies designer babies yeah like designer babies but they were uh, abandoned and yeah they i i just like i i don't know I think because they, I Maybe. think they were abandoned because the the professor or the doctor who created them got arrested. Um, yeah, I think it was something like that. Like, yeah. The thing about it is that I think maybe maybe you have to suspend your disbelief because it's like okay, cool, it's Mars. We got that CRISPR stuff. Like, we we are genetically modifying babies now. Then that's just a thing that we do. Um, like, it's just a part of the setting. And like, I I I do have appreciation for having elements of a setting that are not necessarily explained. That they're just kind of assumed. But this was right. like. I don't know. This felt like it, it should have been more important. Do you know what I mean? It felt like, yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean because they didn't give it its due diligence in terms of actually exploring and leading up to it, right? They didn't have the right setup for it in terms of like 
the whole narrative with Angela and her mom was that her mom probably very likely abused Angela growing up. And Angela since then has been trying very hard to to live up to her mom's expectations. And her mom has like towards the end was like relapsing into being abusive again and then got hospitalized and whatever, whatever. And I thought that was going to be the the whole resolution of that relationship. But then they tack on at the end that, oh, by the way, your mom wasn't actually your mom. You're a designer, baby. Uh, And the person who made you got arrested. And also you're not alone in this world because I was a designer, baby, too. Okay, bye. (laughs) And then he hecks off. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's it's really weird. Yeah, it's super weird. I I wish that they didn't even have it if they were going to go that route. Like, like the thing just, is, it's not developed in any way. No, and it's I don't not. Think it really adds anything to it the story. It doesn't. It adds and, absolutely nothing. <laughs> and honestly, it 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 kind of even detracts from what relationship existed between Angela and her right. Mom. Exactly. And it, like, it, it's interesting to me that they didn't decide to explore that. They just decided, uh, whatever. I mean, they <laughs> so thoroughly explored the relationship that they already had between Angela and her mom that that's enough. Right. You don't need there to was, add more. There was already a lot of tension around there. And then, like, yeah. there was this current of, like, you know, you, you, you have to win a Mars Grammy. You have to win a Mars Grammy. Yeah. That, yeah. you know, doesn't really get touched on. Like, it, it kind of is present throughout the story, but it doesn't really get addressed uh which is interesting i I mean i i like the the angle of the fact that they tried to explore like well a that um the the tension arose from angela's mom being abusive but uh, b it's it half of it was because uh she was using angela to fulfill her own dreams so it's kind of like pageant mom vibes you know I mean, and so, yeah, like, right. it's it's like it's a layered amount of tension. It adds like conflict and complications to their relationship. That's all. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> That's right. all you none, need. none of the interesting stuff actually got explored. Yeah. Uh, whereas they just introduced a bunch of more stuff that yes, I don't really care about actually. Right. And I, I don't know, like. I think there's a lot. There are a lot of good elements to to the characterization, and you can see some of the the better stuff in in the characterization, uh, like it, even in the family dynamics of of the titular characters, right? Of, right. of Carol and her, you know, absent uh, f- like parents, like they just weren't there. Um, she was left in an orphanage, and you know, her dad comes back, but like just like like just doesn't say anything but they both know like that's a really good way of of doing that um yeah of of being like because like even though it's like oh yeah that's obviously like carol like that's carol's dad right yeah yeah um but they don't they don't ever like talk about it because it doesn't like it's not uh that's not a way that it should be resolved um according to the tone of the show and i think correct that it was at yeah. the very least very consistent in that and yeah I think it was done really well. I think it was done very oh, tastefully. Yeah. I and... think they they did it in a way where you it it, it's, it kind of reminds me of Tokyo Godfathers, where it's like you you know where it's gonna lead, but you don't necessarily need to see how they resolve it. Right. You know, you just... But <laughs> like the thing that's good to me about that though is because it also taps into um, the like the the sort of broader political themes of the show. Right. Yeah. There's that whole current of you know her dad is is like an Earth 
like refugee and he has to yeah. like, go back to earth and like yeah and that that is a very real like kind of situation for a lot of um parents who are separated from their children whoa you're the one with the, the cold <laughs> yeah. um but yeah, I, I think that was done. That was done pretty well. Um, Carol's sort of very uneasy um, relationship with her family, uh, or not Carol. Um, Tuesday's very uncomfortable relationship with her family is is done pretty well as well. You know, she's just like, "Hey, mom, I'm gonna leave because you don't support my dreams. Uh, because you just want me to be a politician, and also you're you're becoming a fascist so you can be president." Which is weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um there there's I think those dynamics are written better, even though Tuesday doesn't have a ton of uh like really and this is kind of weird, like Carol's ex- uh sort of relationship with her mom isn't actually explored that much. Um, but it is explored through her brother, which I think um is fine. You enough, mean Tuesday's right? relationship with her mom? Uh yes, Tuesdays. <laughs> do, I, do I keep saying Carol? I don't know yeah. why is Carol the only name that comes to mind? Because it, Tuesday doesn't register as a name to me. That's why. Ah, oh, oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> My brain is so addled. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say like overall, the characters are 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 decent enough. The main character is definitely stronger than than the rest of them. Uh, there's a little bit of of weird stuff, like. I, Overall, it feels to me like there are – it's trying a lot of different things. Um, yes. And it's not necessarily succeeding at all of them. Right. Um, but, I mean, it's admirable that, that, that they tried to do it. Um, it's, oh, no. Yeah. It is definitely all over the place for, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It kind there's, of meanders in the middle, happening. which is interesting. <laughs> like, there, there was a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. Like, at any given moment, you're just like, okay – well, we're juggling family dynamics, and we're juggling politics, and we're juggling the music industry, and I mean, to be fair, all of the things, all of those things are interconnected, and there is a point to be made about them being being connected. Um, it does become a little bit hard to keep track of and juggle in your mind when you're watching it, and it yeah. can. Um, some parts of it are a little bit slower. I will say that the the pacing is not ideal. It's all right. It's yeah. good in some places. Yeah. Uh better in others. But overall it's like I don't know. A a lot of actually almost everything about this show except for the music feels pretty scrappy, which is interesting to me. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like I it, I would say so. It it does feel kind of just cobbled together with whoever they had left at Studio Bones. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I I would say it overall has a very nice gentle feel because you know it's based right. on carol and tuesday's music and uh but yeah i would say that the music is highly 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 polished and then er- everything else is like it's all right <laughs> yeah it feels like 90 percent of the production went into the music which yes. is which, which is, is fair because it's yes it's banging like, yes it's really good it's, it's i also... don't think there was a single track in there that i was just like nah <laughs> like it's also all of it was great <laughs> So you can listen to it right now if you want to. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's let's talk about let's talk about music then. Yeah. Um, since we're since we're here, it's really good. <laughs> it's great. I mean, that's 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 like a very 
reductive way of putting it, but <laughs> I think that the music is very um it captures kind of what contemporary music is like. Yes. Um, yes, totally. In a way that certain other anime looking at you, Dr. Stone, don't really <laughs> understand. I love that you mentioned that because that's exactly what I was thinking of when I was watching this anime. Like, <laughs> I was like, Dr. Stone th- This did it is wrong. what popular music is. It's not it's not Disney music. No. Like kids love Disney music. But like the top forty isn't like blasting Disney twenty four seven, right? It's it's yeah, like and and I love it because you can kind of hear um you can hear the like um uh, obviously the the influences of like current popular uh, music oh, yeah. trends. Um but at the same time you can really hear like what Shinichiro Watanabe like kinda likes, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. And and that that's the kind of stuff that like you know you could probably suss out if you had watched anything else that he had ever directed, right? Exactly, and <laughs> all of it feels very, very him. Like the close connection with music, yeah. the way that it meanders in the middle, like, <laughs> right? The, the great characterization, like all of it is is very him. Like the yeah. chaotic vibes, oh, very him too. <laughs> yes, yes, um, but yeah, like the music is really good. They they hired. Honestly, I have no idea who they got to do, like, all of the music, um, but, like, they did a great job with it. Like, you know, they, they hired people who could sing in English, for one, <laughs> um, which isn't to say that's not what Dr. Stone did, because they did. They just happened to pick a really weird genre. Yeah. Um, but, like, all of the music sounds very... And and this is interesting, because it, it's it's, like, obviously, Carolyn Tuesday is this allegory for america right like it's so it's not even a little bit subtle like not even a little bit it's like okay so you have this planet that really doesn't have countries because it's in the future which is fair it it is entirely populated by immigrants and they've decided (laughs) to set up a system where they block immigrants from from like you know like it's so it's so not subtle. It like hurts. It hurts my brain a little bit. <laughs> but I mean, you know, sometimes you just need the blunt force metaphor. Uh, I appreciate it, I suppose. Um, but yeah, you you have this this, and it's like it's def. It's just such a one to one. It's like not even funny. Yeah, the, the music industry in America is like a whole thing, right? Yeah, and. The parallels that it makes, because you know the the culture of of Mars in this in this show is the culture of America. Right now, the music sounds like contemporary American music. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's like a little R and B, a little hip hoppy. Mm-hmm. There's you know, uh, what whatever the people doing the singing are doing. You know, it, it sounds very like okay, this is like Adele or yeah, you know, um, <laughs> I love okay. I love that when I first saw Artigan's logo, I was like, that says Pitbull. And like, if you read it a certain way, it says Pitbull. It, yeah, I was like, right. oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't remember if they ever like said anything about his, his, uh, if he had a title like Mr. Worldwide or something, but I was definitely oh, like, this guy's so definitely good. Pitbull. Like. <laughs> Yeah, they're not they're not subtle about the comparisons, and I think that's just fine. That, that's no, good. no, not at all. And 
there I, I do I do think it's interesting because um a lot of the the people on screen tend to be um you know aside from some Artigan and uh what was what was that country singer that that shows up like very oh, briefly? Oh god, they they only show him for the one episode. I love that dude. He's great. I love him. I, and his name is really good. I don't remember what it is. I just know it's really really good. Oh my god, I remember. It's like it was like 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 something like cow cowboy johnson or something <laughs> like it's it's really it, it's very funny but like a lot of them are are um ostensibly like people of color right um and like women of color and that yeah is something that is actually represented in in our current music industry there's a lot yeah. of of you know obviously very talented um you know women of color who are are artists um but they are like you know, like it, it is inter- like it's kind of mind boggling to me, though, um, because like the 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 sort of um, Shinichiro Watanabe, I will say. Reflects our current state of of entertainment very well. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's he's sort of he sort of captured the essence of it. Right. Mm-hmm. You you have 90 percent of music. Ninety percent of popular music is is made by AI, right? It's yeah. written by AI, and that's really reflective of how a lot of music is essentially written by like weird shadow councils, right? <laughs> and obviously, a musician's styling has a, a a a big effect on on you know the kind of music that they write. But a lot of popular music is just like you know. Uh, Joe Schmo, the music man, and his team of six people, and they like just get consulted for for everything, right? Like a lot of a lot of popular music is is like that, um, and so there is this concern about at what point does an artist's music stop being uniquely theirs and start being something that is manufactured for for consumption, right? Yeah. Um, there is obviously music that is um, different. Like there's there's musicians that um, want to keep like as much of their personality in the music as possible. You know, represented by people like Carol and Tuesday. Um, there's people with like really weird music, like um, like that that Space Girl, who's basically like Willow Smith. Oh, GGK. Yeah, GGK. I love her. I, <laughs> I love her, and I love the fact that she teamed up with the like, yes, like streamer Piotr. boy at the end. Yeah, <laughs> like that would be like if today, like at this very moment, Willow Smith and Ninja decided they wanted to collaborate on music together. Right? It's just like it so is, uh. dude. And you know they they get the get they get the like the range. Like I I tell you what they they have the range. You know. <laughs> Show me who else has the range, right? <laughs> um, Yo, I would listen to them together, man. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, Angela is is like super motivated to to be at the at um kind of this like uh, break into this industry and, yep. and do very well in it. Um, yep. But at the end of the day, she's she's relying on on AI. She's not writing the songs she's just right. singing them and moreover like she's she's not even really like learning to sing them as much as she's just learning how the ai sings them right and then she has to stretch her voice to to kind of um adapt to that and right i mean there is a very like 
because even because uh, like there's the surface level of oh it's it's written by AI it doesn't have that human touch but like the, the literally the the right below the surface metaphor level is like oh okay it's about like how much control does an artist have over over music and at what point right. does the music yeah. they write become yep. not their music and just become mm-hmm. you know a product mm-hmm. and then you have artists like um. Oh, I don't remember his name, but the the like the rapper boy who like made the fuck America. I mean, the fuck Mars, <laughs> name, right? Like he's uh... he's basically just childish Gambino. <laughs> like that song is just this is America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I do think it's interesting because it it has something to say about the way that um entertainment has a responsibility um to the people like to the people really like to their audiences about i don't know being like socially engaged or whatever you know what i mean like Mm. there seems to be a a current of um shinichiro watanabe himself kind of and uh, you know obviously this is only what we can extrapolate from watching it but like what is the responsibility of media in turbulent times? You know, it Mm -hmm. can entertainment be used for something else. Like, can it, can it unite people? Can it, um, inspire them to, to take action against, you know, um, like stuff that is, is not just right. Right. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a level of that in, in there somewhere. Uh, how, well executed it is i don't know um i would say it's okay you know it's, it's fine <laughs> like yeah the the ending of it is is and you know what the ending of it is going to be from the beginning because they they have that little prelude before every episode it's like yeah it yeah the miracle the seven yeah. minute miracle um but they have like right, right at the end it's basically just like okay we're all gonna come together and kumbaya it was um, legit. I had that same thought. I was like, they're just going to kumbaya this problem away. Right. They just like <laughs> yeah. kumbaya the problem away. And you're like, I mean, I understand within the sort of like fictional space that we're working in that this was the logical conclusion. Yes. Um, yes, exactly. But this is also not necessarily how problems are solved. <laughs> and, and yet, and yet I, I could see this happening in the I, modern day. <laughs> yes, right. Like. There is something to be said in in modern times specifically um in in very like recent years about the the power of online influence um mm-hmm. and and of entertainment because as soon as we kind of stop treating entertainment like it's nothing and start understanding it for what it is, mm-hmm. um, which is to say you know something that taps into people brains. Like the the sooner that I mean, advertisers have known that forever, right? Like, let's let's be fair here. Entertainment is already kind of, uh, at the very least, mass media entertainment, right? Like big corporate entertainment is manufactured in such a way to reproduce certain ideologies, mm-hmm. and that is that is not a controversial thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> That is that is just the baseline level that we have to accept if we if we have to, you know, talk about talk about anything, um, right? But yeah, I don't know. 
I have mixed feelings because like it's like exactly the kind of ending I expected it would be, and I wasn't dissatisfied with it. I was just like, cool, but we didn't really solve the racism, did we? <laughs> no, I, I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm not sure because it brings up such huge issues and then just lets it be versus if it was more of a slice of life, like heavy leaning. Because it, yeah. is, it is slice of life-y, it... but there is an ongoing plot. And yeah. <laughs> it is definitely a little bit unfocused. Yes, um, it is. For all of the things that it tries to do. Yes. There is a lot happening, a lot of which is tonally like dissonant. Right. Yes. Carolyn Tuesday, their daily life is so full of, like, really nothing. I mean, <laughs> which isn't to say that there aren't episodes that focus on, like, kind of serious stuff, like that one where um, that girl is just like, Tuesday, be my wife. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, we had to deal with two separate stalkers in this freaking show. Oh, my and God. One of yes, them was Akira yeah. Ishida. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know. Like, the thing about it is, like, there is a very real addressing of, like, okay, some people are really weird, and they take things way too far, and they will do things that are way crossing the line, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, cool, whatever. Um, That that we can can all agree is is a thing. Um, I will say that the, um, like... I thought I thought it was interesting, but I thought it, I thought that plot line was a lot stronger in the first arc and not the second one. Yeah, because at that point you were you're, it felt like it was just repeating all over again, except in right. a much larger degree. And I like, was like, I don't, why why is this relevant? I'm like, yeah, right. The thing is, like, when it comes back up again with with Angela, I'm not really sure why it's why it's there. I at least right. understand why it's there in in the first. Uh, 12 episodes with um, God, I don't remember her name. It was so long ago. I watched this fucking thing oh, over Christmas. Sybil? Yeah, Sybil. And and Tuesday, where it's like, okay, you have somebody who, like, admires this person, and it's essentially addressing, like, people who cross boundaries because they don't have respect for a, a famous, per- or a pseudo-famous person's, you know, right. boundaries, because they, they uh, are perceived as a public figure right yeah and And i liked that they that tuesday didn't really know how to deal with it in terms of like like, because she's such a new she's so new to fame so she doesn't know (laughs) yeah it was like actually dealing with like how how it is to be famous and like same same thing with like carol and the people who are just like i'm i'm your parents right (laughs) yeah Um, yeah (laughs) i thought all of that was a lot stronger i think that the second half of it, it i think just falls a little flat to me actually now that i think about it like none of the none of the none of what came up in the second half of the show really hit as as well as the first half did i think overall yeah i oh i will hmm i don't know if it was in the first or the second half but i did really like the a couple of episodes which was um i think my favorite one was probably the flora episode <laughs> really yeah, I really like. I don't know. I got really emotional over. It. I was like, "Oh, Flora!" <laughs> and then she came back at the end. And I was like, "Flora!" <laughs> yes, yeah. I think the Flora thing was probably the strongest thing. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. And again, I don't even remember if it was in the first or the second half, but I do by and large agree that the second half wasn't as riveting, even though the plot was supposed to be ramping up at that point. Right. Yeah. It didn't like the investment just didn't feel as strong as when we were getting to know the characters and they were, you know, I think I kind of like rising to stardom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's because the focus leaves Carol and Tuesday and is a lot more about everything else that's happening. It's just kind mm. of like tying up everything else that that's happening and like introducing a lot of other stuff. Um, right. But obviously, you know, we, like we talked about that thing where it's just like um, a lot of season two was dedicated to, to Angela and her sort of yeah. mishmash of, of weird introduced plot lines. Um, most yeah. of which didn't really matter that much. Like I like how they tried to make, her relationship with her mom complicated. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily agree with the way that they did it. Um, yeah, but there was there was an attempt, and I think that um, the the whole thing where Angela has to deal with um, the pressure of of being famous, and she like basically just takes a shit ton of Xanax. Like it's, that's it's interesting, pretty dark and pretty she, she, real. They they wanted to explore that, which. I I get, and they wanted to explore it on a more intimate level than they might have done with Flora, because you could just kind of see her, like, you know, sitting in a room with right. empty bottles or whatever. And so, like, I get that, but at the same time, Angela was already famous as a model. So yeah. It, yeah. it didn't ring as, like, all the way home for me as it should have, even though, like... I know that it was a lot of things, like, you know, she was, like, first of all, her mom was in the hospital and all that, like... I get that, and that, and yet it just felt very contrived. Like there, there were quite a few contrivances in this show that I, that kind of took me out of it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's a show, right. though. You know, it's I, for entertainment. I definitely agree. The th- okay, this is the real problem I have with the the sort of Angela thing, though. Is yeah, at the end of the day, like she was famous for like a year, right? Like at <laughs> most, right? Like the time it took for her from her debut to her winning the Mars Grammy is like maybe six months uh-huh. at most, right? It it's such a small amount of time, and, and that's not to say like you know you can't accumulate pressure in that because like there was a lot of stuff happening, but also like it's just weird because they wanted to turn her into this like Amy Winehouse kind of figure where yeah. it's like oh she's doing lots of drugs, her voice is like really husky, you know she's like gonna give it one last performance, and like. The amount of time that she spent in the industry is so, like, chronologically so small that it's just like, wow, like, she just went in and burned out immediately, right? Right, and it again, she... It doesn't feel like she, a realistic cadence. Right, and, and she's been in the limelight, though, for since she was young, because she's been modeling and acting or whatever, and so it... I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel v- conflicted about her art, too. Like, I like her character just fine. Like, I like that she's bratty and that she has such a fierce relationship with Tao and he never gives her the attention that she wants etc like that's fine and I I just don't know how much I liked her plot line like I didn't really care for it as much as I feel like I should have mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of that had to do with how it was organized <laughs> I, I think so I think so too and the thing about like 
the thing about Angela's plot lines is they're almost all recycled from other things that happened in the show. Like you mentioned the thing about yeah. about Flora, right? Like, yeah. Same diff, and then like the stalker, same same diff, and then yeah. like uh, her mom not being there, same diff, right? Like yeah. I don't know. It's weird because she's supposed to be this mirror character, but they they did so much like paralleling that it just makes her like not feel like her own character. I guess. Um, yeah. Like she obviously has a personality which is like immediately apparent, but she's not really developed in any meaningful way. I don't think. No, I I definitely think she was strong, more strongly written in the first half too. Because I, th- I think so too. Yeah, there was a little more mystery to char- character because during, especially during the talent show, you find out like, oh, she's not in it to like like to win no matter the cost. She wants to win based on her own merit. You know, she doesn't approve of anyone hurting Carol and Tuesday for yeah. you know their own gains or whatever. Like like that kind of stuff. It's like oh, okay, like I like that. And then after that is when her character starts flatlining because it gets just sucked down this drama hole so that you can see her decline and take drugs and come back, I guess. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't really know what they were, what were doing with her character. Um, and I don't think they did either to be fair. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean that, that aside, like most of the rest of it is, is pretty all right. Um, there is like i i'm i'm one what's interesting to me is i'm wondering about the um the sort of like i don't know if i would call it queer representation um but there is an amount of it right like uh like sybil is is obsessed with with tuesday and yes that's gay um <laughs> you have desmond Yes. Who is like, I don't know what's happening with Desmond. This is some weird Desmond stuff. Desmond feels like, uh, I'm going to, I, I kind of hate to compare this, but it, it feels like they used, like, the entire approach to Desmond's episode was like the episode in Cowboy Bebop. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know which one I'm talking about. And yeah, so. yeah. yeah. It feels like it had that same exact vibe too, and I was just like, "Come on, Shinichiro Watanabe, like yeah, you can, the thing you can about, write different stuff." See, the thing about it is, it's like it's it's basically a way to write a character that is um, not gender is like gender nonconforming, but in a way that is uh, comfortably in line with the worldview of cis people. Where it's like, okay, yeah. this is a character that is you know. In, Per, like uh, transcending the like gender binary let's say right and they're doing it because it's the future and technology which completely ignores the fact that those people are alive right now and that's the thing they that, exist that, right that, now. that that's why i keep thinking of this whole like he's on the outside looking in kind of point of view because also they treat the whole like you know when gus's ex-wife kisses her fiance um like yes, Carol yeah. and Tuesday are really shocked. They're like, "Ooh!" and everyone's like, "Ooh!" like it's a huge thing. But this kind of thing should be normal by now. It should be if super normal. Fifty like Mars years after we've colonized queer. Mars, it should be super normal. Like I would get the context of like, "Oh, it's Gus's ex-wife." That's why they're shocked. But no, it seemed like they were shocked because they were gay. <laughs> right, and it's like Car- Carol Tuesday. I don't know how to tell you this, but you're a gay for 
each other. Like, you're married, <laughs> basically. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how to tell you this. You're basically married. <laughs> no, no. It's Tuesday. Had a thing for Kyle. Oh, Ooh. Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> Literally, after that happened, Carol is like, here, babe. Here's an yeah, umbrella. Yeah, she literally <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, like, it's... It, I, I I have the the sneaking suspicion that the implication of this that they're supposed to be in a relationship at the end, um, but you know they, they don't really explore it ever. So if it's not on the screen, it don't happen. But yeah, yeah right, exactly. You had you had Gus's ex wife like big smooch, like they zoomed in for that smooch, and I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I thought that the what's interesting is because I thought that the whole. Um, the time, like the um, the the way that they were going with Angela's story, uh, when they started hinting that her mom is not who she says she is, mm-hmm. or whatever, I thought that was gonna be like a um, like a a trans thing, where it's just like, oh, like this was my dad, but now she's my mom, right? And I was ready, I was bracing myself. I was like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, and then it like went in such a weird direction. <laughs> I was like, this is. Not what I was thinking at all, and I don't know if I like it better. <laughs> um, overall, the queer representation is barely it's, there and a little messy. And not it's a little messy. There, there was also the mermaid good. sisters. Do you remember them? Yes, I. I'm <laughs> just remembering them now that you've brought it up, and I don't. I don't know. I like. I like uh, their act. I like that they I, were like a barbershop. Right. I like them. That... In, hold on. I, I will. Okay. I like them in the abstract. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. I if if we lived in a in a society where um, <laughs> people who are gender nonconforming were not ridiculed at every at every corner, and people who were yeah. trans were not like. Um, still to this day being actively targeted for being like, oh, you're just a man in a skirt. Right? Yeah. If if we didn't live in, in that world, I would find it hilarious. I'd be like, oh, that's so funny. Their song is like just saying a bunch of expletives. But because we do live in that world, I'm like, ah, oh, boy. Yeah, you know? they, they have to be the weird, the super weird act, which all of the acts were quite weird, but they were also, they were especially like. They, they were, they were, I, I will say, I love the old dudes that just played like. The I old, love them so The old dudes that were basically just Dragon Forest. They were just like, we're going to rock <laughs> yeah. until we die. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about let's talk about the politics of the show, which are very 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 on on its sleeve. It's a very <laughs> Shinichiro Watanabe must have taken a trip to America. <laughs> very current. He, he definitely watches American news. <laughs> like he definitely keeps up with. I mean, to be fair, I'm pretty sure most countries at this point are um, just because they're like, yikes. I right. mean, it's like a reality TV show, but for realsies. Yeah, but for realsies, and it has an impact on 300 million yeah. plus people. Yeah. It, so basically, it is um, you have this entire plot line running in the back where Tuesday's mom is running for president of Mars. And yeah. the way that she's doing that is she's consulting um, somebody who is using AI, and basically it finds out that unsurprisingly 
you're pretty populist if you just make everyone do the racism real good, which is yeah, fair. And if you come up with a contradictory, statistically, like a... yeah, proven, yeah, and is how we got our president at this very moment. Yeah. Also, can we talk about how the man she's running against, his name is Hamilton. His name is Hamilton. <laughs> and I legit, at, at, at every turn, every time he's like, yes, Hamilton is up 26 points. I'm like, Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> anyway, yes. she She's listening to this skeezy dude named Jerry who's just like, hey, if you, if you launch a controversial platform, then you're going to get the big votes. Right. And even though she doesn't necessarily believe in it she's like okay sounds good to me so she she like, goes with it th- this is the thing is i i wish that i could say like well i mean nobody would ever do that but that's like objectively untrue people <laughs> have done people continue people are still doing pete Buttigieg is still in the race <laughs> he's still there <laughs> why hasn't he left <laughs> like it is this it, it's very not subtle and it's almost like not subtle in a way that makes me a little upset at how not subtle it is but like again sometimes you need the blunt force metaphor because i don't think people would get it otherwise to be perfectly no, honest yeah and i'm I, and it, it, if it wasn't for the fact that like it this is this is how it is right now <laughs> right like there is somebody who is trying to influence the election because they want to just be in power really badly there is essentially a puppet president or a president, you know, um, uh, uh, like elect or whatever, who is running on a campaign that she does not believe in necessarily, although nothing really says that she doesn't believe in it. Um, other than the fact that at the end she's just like, ah, nah, right? Yeah. Well, and her then, children are like, right, yo, she, we don't like, think yo, that she's actually like this. And that's, yo, the end, turn she that racism that, dial down. Yeah. Uh, and then you have. And, and then you have the, the, like, AI and the dude who's, like, really skeezy, and they're both being essentially funded by a corporation. And, like, all of that is, one, yes. Like, like that that's just America. Like, that's literally how it works. And I... <sighs> Childish Gambino. <laughs> right. And, like, I don't I, I, I don't know. It boggles my mind to me, though, because it's so – as much as it is, like, a realistic depiction of American politics, it <laughs> it blows my mind because, like, I'm, I'm just watching this, like, you literally don't believe in any of this. This is the uh, – this is theoretically the opposite of what your platform should be. Why are you doing this because the AI says so? Like, you, why do you even trust this dude? Yeah. And I will say this, there is a little subtler of a criticism in the fact that because the data is being um, gathered and predicted and um, modeled by artificial intelligence, it is actually a pretty sharp image of of what we're what we're currently doing in in our election right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There is a lot of of. Um, trying to extrapolate results based on on the perception of what is happening and in that way the perception of something becomes the reality and it's not that we're perceiving reality it's that our perception is becoming reality right 
So yeah. there is something to be said about that, right? Like all of the AI stuff, just despite being like very straightforward, like this is kind of what everything will will look like in like ten years when when AI is is really you know proliferant, um, because we we're already using big data and and um, modeling and and uh, intelligent like learning to and like all this stuff like machine learning to do things especially with large with large amounts of data mm-hmm. but the problem is that like it's uh, and i mean like the problem seems pretty straightforward to me right like you can't just make the ai do everything right like we're the ai doesn't give a shit about people right like we should be governing based on people or whatever anyway um <laughs> and like the music industry thing too right it's like okay the ai writes all the music that's fine like people will listen to music uh even if it's engineered and manufactured to be whatever the fuck it is instead of being a reflection of what the artist wants like sure there's there's a case to be made for for what is entertainment what what should people be allowed to like um mm-hmm. but at the same time you know there there is like that like right below the surface level metaphor where it's like okay the ai is standing in for like everything else right now, right? It's like standing in for all of the decisions that we make that are happening behind closed doors. All of the all of the industries that we don't get eyes into, right? Like the music is is being made by, you know, people and we don't even know it, right? Right. Like people don't know that the election is essentially being um like the election campaign is essentially being waged by AI. Mm-hmm. And and I you know I I really feel like we probably should have solved at least overt racism by like whatever year it is on Mars. But hey, it's an allegory for America, so fair enough. Nah, man. Fair play. Yeah, we gotta be racist against Earthlings now because we Mars I, boy. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but I mean, and what's funny is that it does kind of stumble into what is eventually going to become a real issue if we start to colonize other planets uh which is to say that people if we continue in, in our current model if we just continue capitalism forever by husking planets until they explode the people who have to live on those planets are going to be people who don't have any fucking money and they're going to continue yeah. to not have money for the rest of time right yep. like there was a whole thing that came out about like obviously like that there's the thing about elon musk he's like oh i'm gonna bring people to mars and if they want to come to mars they just have to work for me forever and you're like elon musk that's indentured servitude <laughs> Elon Musk, that's called slavery i know your parents owned an emerald mine in apartheid south africa but come the fuck on dude and then jeff bezos was like i want to build space capitalism for space people i want them to live in the space station and live on amazon forever right it's like oh boy like yeah a lot of the people that come from earth are um at the, at the very least the people that we see coming from earth are are working class they're um diverse they're people of color like you have people like carol um you have people like the rapper boy that i really wish i could remember the name of you have people like gus um ezekiel i think i think you're right is his artist name yeah yeah um uh... yeah i get confused because he has two names and oh, Amr? Oh, yes, I think that was his name. Yeah. Yeah. So you have you have these people and they're like clearly a stand-in for for people that come from both inside of America who who um live in in sort of disadvantaged areas and people who are trying to immigrate into the country 
to to have more opportunities or because where yeah. they're coming from is is dangerous. We don't know what the situation is like on Earth. We just know that people who come from Earth are immigrants and refugees. Yeah. Right. Like we know that Carol is a refugee. Like there's a very specific, um, there's there's very specific connotations around that word, right? And it is a it is a thing that we have to deal with right now, where we are not recognizing the validity of refugees, who, by the way, have to go through a political process, like, to be considered refugee. Like, we grant asylum to refugees. Like, that's a thing. That, okay. I cannot get into American <laughs> politics as much as this episode really wants me to. Because I will literally complain for six hours about things that people already know about. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, Carolyn Tuesday is a very contemporary piece of media. Um, yes. I, I feel like everything Shinichiro Watanabe directs is very, like, it feels like very of the time. Like, even yeah. if it's set in the future, it's very of the time. Which, to be fair, yeah. I do appreciate from a piece of fiction. Um, I, I do, too. Yeah. I'm not I'm not mad at him doing this kind of I'm, representation I'm not mad at of yeah, for the sure. world. For sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of addressing of stuff um it's just kind of a shame that the the ultimate conclusion of it i don't necessarily agree with because it's basically just hey mom don't do racism okay i guess i won't do racism it's like yeah (laughs) if it if that was only it worked like that in our government right if that was all it took why were you doing it in the first place i Uh... i don't understand Whatever. It's it's um, very much of a like a hey this is what the world could be like if you guys let certain things go like racism and if you came together yeah, kumbaya it's, it's definitely like um I I just like you know it, I mean I'm not I'm not mad at the representation but again it is very like I said outsider looking in like it, <laughs> yeah like if it didn't if it didn't I don't know um. I, I think, like, the conclusion of it, it wraps up too cleanly for me, right? It's like, yeah. like she withdraws from the race. But, like, I... Yeah, she withdraws from the race and well, then watches her daughter's concert. Like, <laughs> she withdraws from the race, and we have, like, a nice, like, come-together kumbaya. Everybody's like, oh, we solved yeah. racism. But literally, people got deported to Earth! Yeah. And... We're not going to address that at all. That seems important to me to address. Yeah, uh, to address. I, like, yep. None of the characters ever have to face the consequences of their actions in any meaningful way. On on any mm. level that's like beyond Carol and Tuesday, like vaguely growing as people. You know what I mean? Like there are small there are yeah. small steps in in like Carol and Tuesday, like learning how to deal with becoming like public figures, right? And Carol kind of learning how to to deal with her sort of like um trauma uh of of being like uh, an uh, an orphaned refugee and mm-hmm. you know what what does a family mean after that? Uh but yeah, it feels very like like the first half which I feel like, you know, what which we've agreed is the more compelling half is a lot of Carol and Tuesday instigating things because they're they're basically like, we got to we got to go for it we got to make our music we got to get big you know etc. And then the second half is 
a lot of the world politics being drawn into it. And so then it's a lot of them reacting to things. And so they become a lot less compelling as protagonists because it's just a lot of them like, oh my gosh, this bad thing is happening. Oh my gosh, Angela. Oh my right. gosh. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and so it switches that kind of tone. And I think that's why it just ends up being weaker overall. I think, I think you're right. You, yeah. You, you tend to, to be more invested in protagonists that, you know, they initiate, they, they're the ones making things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of weird to me that at the at the latter half of Carol and Tuesday, it stops being about Carol and Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, and, and then they, they, do, they do try to bring her back in terms of, like, oh, this concert should just be centered around Carol and Tuesday because they represent what we need right now. They're the bridge. You know, they, it's the daughter of the politician who's leading this terrible movement, and then there's... Carol, who's an immigrant from Earth, and and you guys have come together, and so like like I think that's fine, but also like they kind of had it forced upon them, <laughs> like they were like, wait, really, us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know, guys. <laughs> Overall, just just like, yeah, I I don't know, like it was an enjoyable watch. Yeah, it's just that when you try to think about anything for like too long, it kind of. Like you don't really find the thread that you're like it's it's kind of tangled in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's anything else that I have I have to say about it. Really, like it's it's a good watch. Like I think it's worth watching. Um, the music especially is is fantastic. Oh my god, the music! Never, you should never skip an opening or ending. They're all just so good. Yeah. They're also really cute, actually. Yeah. The openings are, are easily the, the best, like, animation. They're very, yeah. very cute, very stylish. Um, yeah. I just, yeah, I think overall, aside from the character designs and the music, um, which really carry the show, uh, it kind of lacks a lot of flavor, weirdly enough. Like, there yeah. is there is a... There is a uniqueness that I was expecting from this show that does exist faintly, but not as much as I thought it would, I guess I would say. Yeah, I think it just needed to be more tightly tied together. And I don't know if it necessarily means that they needed to cull down on the cast or whatever, but I think they definitely needed to cull down on all the plot threads. I think like, so. Focus. There were, there were on, so on a many thing. things happening. Yeah. Yeah. If if you it can have was... things branch from the main thing, but please right. just focus on a thing. <laughs> if it was more tightly focused around Carol and Tuesday as characters, I think it would yeah. have been a lot more compelling. Which is why season one, I think, was a lot more compelling than the second half. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because they were driving the plot, and I understand that, like having music get wrapped up in world politics, like that's definitely a thing. Right. That's that like a thing. Happens. Uh, and yet it just, it made us care a lot less about Carol and Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will. I will, Okay. And th- this is like the last thing I will, I will, I will say about, yeah. about Carol and Tuesday, I think is there is something rolling around in my head about the, the role of fathers or parents, I guess, in Carol and Tuesday. Like, family is a big theme in Carol and Tuesday, um, mm-hmm. but I think that it it might take a little bit more dismantling to, like, really get into it. Um, but I, I, I don't know what to say about it yet, because I haven't, like, I haven't really put down my words, really, to it. 
Um, there's just something interesting to me about like the different figures that th- that their parents represent, right? You know, you have yeah. Tuesday's mother who is um, like highly successful. She's self motivated. She's um, very like she doesn't listen to her her children though, right? Right. She's very stubborn. And Angela, Angela's mom is the same, right? Where right. she doesn't really listen to her daughter and what she wants. She just kind of wants to live through her um, in, in the way that a beauty pageant mom does. Um, and then you have, you know, Carol's parents who are more or less entirely absent, but are kind of like yeah. the best parents or the best parent we see through the show anyway. It's it's interesting because there is there is a shocking like absence of just like parent like nice parenting in general, right? Like you I mean, yeah. <laughs> like I would have liked to see like just just an example. Like they did <laughs> I I liked that the moment that Carol had with her landlord cuz that was very like that he was, was very, very fatherly yeah. about it. <laughs> and I was like Oh, so you've kind of been looking out for her this whole time while she's been here. Like that's sweet. Um. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, it's it, that, that's it. That's that's all we get out of good parents. We just get a whole bunch of crappy ones. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Yeah. Um. But yeah, those are my thoughts on Carol and Tuesday. It's um, yeah. worth a watch. I would say it is. At, I, at least I listen it. to the soundtrack. I'll, Overall, I'll just say I liked the yeah. anime. Soundtrack is banging. Um, yeah, it's not. It's I, not a whole lot animation wise, you know but it's still fun to watch. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I bet the dub is actually pretty good for this. Oh, I bet this would be worth watching dubbed. Yeah. Anyway, keep that in mind. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Let's uh let's wrap up because uh. I want to be done. <laughs> well, I think we covered everything we wanted to talk I, about. I think so. we covered, you know, most of it for the for the moment. Um, so, 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 uh, the patrons that we are thanking this week are Frostfall, Cheru, Claire, Sean, Figure Four, and Magpie Test. Thanks, you guys. We're actually Thank you. amazingly because I I canceled the Adobe subscription. We are amazingly almost breaking even every week on on the podcast. Um, Suck as, it, Adobe! <laughs> as long as long as no other new anime site begins to exist, we'll be Gucci. My freaking god! Don't say that. It's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh huh. Anyway, we sent out the postcards, and it sounds like they were received. Oh, ooh, ooh. it sounds like they were received. Yay! Um, at the very least, uh, I've gotten reports that at least one of them has been received. Okay, good. Which is cool because, you know, we were very anxious about <laughs> that whole situation. Yes. Um, but I hope you enjoy them. They're they're super cool. I might post a picture on Twitter of of what they look like. Um, yeah, Renny that'd be a, fun. Renny did a yeah. super good job, uh, and she sent me an extra one. So <laughs> I might do that. I might do that. Uh, what else? What else? Okay, uh, our opening is by Scotchy Network, and our ending is by Takamakara. I think 
I think that's it. I think we're done. (laughs) I think that means we will see you next time. See you next time. We didn't talk about what we're doing or where we define us. (laughs) Oh, you're right. It's been a long time. (laughs) Okay, let's go. (laughs) Randy, where can we find you on the internet? (laughs) You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr and Twitch, all at Swandron. You can find me on Instagram at swan.dron. I will be preparing for a convention in April. I'll be going to SakuraCon, so nice. the next month or so will be dedicated to preparing stuff for that. So if you want to see that, you can find me on my Twitch streams and stuff, because I like to stream my art progress over there. Yep. Cool. What about you? Find me all the places at Literal Soup. Ooh. If I'm on a place, it's it's probably there. Um, I'm around. I do things. I, I shit post on the internet. I, you know, you know me. You know me and what I do. I eat too much ramen. <laughs> there's, there's no such thing as too much. <laughs> I think that is. またしたね。<音楽>